This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. All we ask for was one good bloody season. And by God, we've got it. Welcome to the Blue Monday podcast. You sound like The Rock here for all the millions in attendance and the billions in the chat. We'll get to you. Um, Rich, this is probably going to be a bit, bit of a shambles of a show. <laughs> what we're going to try and do... I thought you were going for a different SH word really <laughs> early. <laughs> I've, been, I've been on the source as well. <laughs> we're going to try and do a normal show without it deteriorating into us just eulogising over this side. But Rich, when the whole narrative of this podcast for eight years has been Ipswich messing it up and us praying for a good season. I think we can have a night off from that narrative tonight. Yeah, right? it'll be good to put my brain to rest with all of its worrying about how we're going to conspire to screw stuff up. And <laughs> as we were talking about just before the start, like yesterday was the total opposite of any experience of a key match in Ipswich Town, let alone podcast history, Ipswich Town history, seemingly. So we are in good void mood. I might even sing the whole of the Kieran McKenna chant later on, just for, <laughs> just for everyone's enjoyment. But great day, Ben, great. Great day. Great weekend as well, because the women bashed Cheltenham 8 nil today as well. So, <laughs> happy days. Craig, how are you feeling? Yes, I'm okay, thank you. I'm starting to feel a little bit jaded now. We're at 8 o'clock on, a, on the Sunday following the, the Saturday. Um, the croakiness of the voice <clears throat> got a little bit better during the day. My radiant complexion has <laughs> remained with me since uh, I left the Greyhound pub at one o'clock to head down to the pyro thing and when i got to the to the ground one of my mates said your face is looking a little bit red <laughs> and then i i happened to pass myself in the uh toilet in the bar one of the bathroom mirrors thought for christ's sake look at the state of me but there you go i blame the meteorology department of all the apps i had that did not forecast blazing hot sunshine and goodness <clears throat> of what temperature was in the in the back garden of the the greyhound on saturday right we're just gonna for 30 seconds of this, we just have to change tack a little bit because Dave, unfortunately, wasn't able to make the game yesterday. Got some very, very bad news um, and lost his father-in-law very, very sadly. Dave is here on the pod. He's a trooper. 
He's um, he's showed up. Obviously, Dave is not going to be commenting on the game. Um, if you want to send kind words, that would probably mean a great deal in the chat. Dave, um, sincere condolences from all of us and probably all yeah, of thanks. the chat. And we can't yeah. wait to we can't wait to hear your, your general takes. And I'm so sorry you missed it. I know it's irrelevant in the grand scheme of things, but no, it is. It is. It, it, uh, we love that you showed up, mate. Yep. No, no, I just I thought, you know, it'd be kind of appropriate to show up just to, um, you know, as we said, as you said from the office, been eight seasons of crap. So, um, <laughs> hey. so it's just nice to, um, it's just nice, isn't it? And I, I felt, yeah. Um, father-in-law, Brian, he was, a, um, he was a town fan. He was a town season ticket holder for 30, 34, 35 years. And then sort of late 80s, early 90s, moved away, I have to say, it, moved the other side of the border. Oh, that way. <laughs> And um, so just went sporadically after that, but a big town fan and saw pretty much every home game of the tight Dang, season. Look how pleased like everybody is to see you, mate. Look. Oh, man, it's, that's really that's really nice. Thanks. Thanks, guys. So, um, yeah, as I said, to, as I said to Teresa, my wife, I said, I think he'd have probably wanted me to do it. And he always used to ask every Sunday, oh, you're doing the podcast. Doing the... I don't know if he really understood what a podcast was, as I didn't, <laughs> as I probably still don't, to be fair. But, um, yeah, it was, um, yeah, no, he... Um, he went quite peacefully, so that's the main thing. And of course, we dedicate um, this show, and let's dedicate Ipswich's promotion. Um, to, uh, to one <laughs> yeah, night. do you know what? I got back. I went. Um, yeah, I called. I called in yesterday evening. He was still with us yesterday evening, and I don't think he was taking anything in, but did tell him. So there you go. There we go. Right. Okay. Thank you so much, Dave. And absolute. Oh, thank for, you. Thanks, for, guys, for coming on, fella. Right. We're going to go into the just eulogising about the season and about how happy we are. But we've got to actually do the podcast and we've got to um, try and deconstruct this match, even though, from what I've heard from Rich and Craig, the way it went, everyone seemed to kind of lose it after about 10, 15 minutes, what was actually going on. But let me try and go into um, professional mode here and immediately hit the wrong button. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey. There we go. Professional mode, everyone. Views. Is there any point me even reading out the Ipswich team? No, we should. To pay credit to this, um, I'm not even going to call it ridiculous season. I'm going to call it ridiculous six weeks or eight weeks or whatever it's been since Valentine's Day. Someone tell me how many days in the chat it's been since Valentine's Day. Someone Google that because it has just been the absolute best, hasn't it? Because of these 11 blokes Four. kicking out 75. 75 days, but, but probably the perfect 75 days um, other than Alfie May. Um, Walton in goal, Clark, Wolfenden, Burgess, Davis, Luongo, Morsi, Broadhead, Chaplin, Burns, Hurst. And Dave, they almost kind of have written themselves into Ipswich history now, haven't they? Yeah, they have. Yeah, I mean, that's, been the, that's certainly been the first choice lineup. Certainly since, well, yeah, since the last 14 games, pretty much, as we all knew at the start of, at the start of the, prior to that, there'd been some rotation, seemingly game and game off between um, Hurston and Ladapo. But yeah, that was a fairly settled, um, settled side after that. And Rich, you would have done this on the preview show. Any surprises in that Exeter team? I th- I'm Seb mentioned names at the Greyhound and I've forgotten them, but I think the the headline is <laughs> is the absentees really. Um, Stansfield ended up on the bench, but not not able to start. No Nombe, uh, no Brown. So really, it's a makeshift front two there. Really, Nombe. Um, 
And I think it's a left winger or a right winger playing the front two positions. So, look, Exeter off the back of a really tough run of games. Peterborough, Plymouth, I think. I'm trying to remember the others. Sheffield oh, Wednesday, Rich, obviously, played, last week. Everyone. I think I calculated Derby, it. Derby, I think. I think they've played the entire... There was a point where they were going to play... There was like one game in there that wasn't top eight, but then they've basically played the entire top eight in their running. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the kind of run-in that you fear, we talked about this on the pre-match, is kind of similar to in the 0-2 season when we ended the season with Man United, Liverpool, Chelsea, etc. But yeah, they were safe. Um, a really tough run of games for them. You kind of felt really sorry for them um, because we've just on this relentless run of form. And any team, I think, apart from maybe a few teams in League One, would have faced an absolute machine of an Ipswich Town side. It's so great to say that. Fully, you know, functional. The Harry from Bath trademark, covalent bonds. Uh, yeah, it was always going to be a tough afternoon for Exeter. And cheers, everyone, by the yeah, way. Cheers. And mm. yeah, so approved. <laughs> um, Craig, you called it the pyro thingy um, in your typically underselling way there, but. Um, we got wind of, um, I think it was a blue action thing, wasn't it? Uh, we've seen this actually really work on Liverpool Champions League games, haven't we? This, you know, stoking up the atmosphere. And um, obviously the incredibly cynical, curmudgeonly part of my brain is going, oh, don't do that, lads. What if, what if, what if we draw 1-1 now and Sheffield Wednesday win? But just talk to us um, about this um, pyro thing, as you called it. Yeah, well, so I, I, I was there with... Oscar, my boy, and he wanted to go and see it, understandably. So we left left the pub about one ish to head down to the uh, to the ground. I thought, well, I'll probably get down there. There'll be a few, you know, few people just lining the side of the road, etc. Um, when we get down there, and we got to the club shop and sort of turned right to go along the back of the north stand, and you could see from there, you could see <clears throat> down like near the fan zone end, there were hordes of people. It was packed and already the pyro was going up, the flares smoke was going up and the the big flags they got there half a dozen or so those massive flags were flying back and forth as you got closer and closer sort of towards that where that burger van is that's pretty much where you could get to. that's where it stopped because everyone was um congregated in the road they went on they weren't pushed to the side of the road they were in the street in the road and it was just mobbed all around where the the bus park is where the bus station is Ran towards the the ticket office, uh, the little ticket office port cabin there. Um, so I, we managed to get right on the corner there, pretty much as as the two roads bend into bend into each other. Um, and I met Mike. Mike was getting his hair cut. He was shitting. Amazing! How much time. did he raise in the end? I saw him at Barnsley. Three actually. grand was it? Two grand? Three grand? <laughs> I think it's still going as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, get your applause emojis in the in the chat, please. Yeah, for super. bits. That's absurdly good, isn't it? So and okay, did you see the Did you see the aftercut? He looked pretty good. He, he did. He's sharp. He looks sharp. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, what? With his, he's got a seriously full. You know, head of hair there. It's not going to take you long to grow it bloody back again. He'll be doing it again in a year's time. I'll give, um, him, I'll, I'll give him a fortnight. He'll look like Benjamin Bloom. Like Richard Keyes, yeah? He's like one of those plasticine things. You used to push the heads down and their hair used to pop out the top. Um, <laughs> He's on three three thousand six hundred sixty pounds every Wow. Month. Yeah. Perfect. Um, applause. So, yeah, Super. so anyway, the, the, back to the, um, the pyro stuff. And it was really impressive. The, the crowds were singing. They'll say the, the flares are going off. And then you sort of got an inkling that the bus was on its way because people's phones started to go up, like looking down the, looking down the road to Sarah Ramsey Way. And then, you know, the flares went off and the smoke was everywhere. And the, and the coach was just have edging around because I say it, everyone was in the street. So it was edging one mile an hour along and the chants were going off. And the, I say it was just a fantastic fantastic atmosphere 
Uh, and you could see McKenna at the front was applauding everyone as he was like edgy, as they were edging past and stuff like that. Um, and you know, transpired speaking to the the players afterwards, they were they've all pretty much said it was goosebumps on the on the coach sort of thing. And uh, but they all look nice and calm. We get all of the um, feeds of the players getting off the coaches where I work, and they did. They didn't look overwhelmed by it, which I, which I think was the key thing. Yeah, it just added to it, didn't it? it added to it, so rather. I'm just surprised, Craig, because the we were at the Greyhounds, which was absolutely rammed, like elbow room, like queuing for miles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like you're always shocked and surprised how many people follow the town. Like and yeah. there would have been people all over, you know, around different venues, different bars, but it looked like there were hundreds, maybe I'm not going to say thousands, but it looked like absolutely ran there, Craig. Even, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just crazy, Ben. We're like, we it, don't see it, scenes like this. There was also some footage of Fabio Wardley trying to drive through the track. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> well, if anyone deserves to drive through to, there, trying to keep a low profile. He, yeah, was, yeah, he was at the ground as well. He got a chant. Yeah. Oh, he, oh, to be yeah. fair, I'd rather I'd rather he was driving through rather than throwing haymakers to get through the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Want to get? He's it, the one person that could clear his path fairly easily, <laughs> you would imagine, wouldn't he? Um, Dave, I was, I was just speaking to Rich about this before we started. My brain, and it shouldn't. Still, I, I've called my dad driving around the M25 on the way in on Saturday. I called him and I was like, so. The ways that this could go wrong are bang, 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 bang. And go back to that Bolton game. I remember the comment. I said, you know what a good side would do here? They'd show up and they'd win by two goals to nil. And um, did you have any nerves, Dave? No, no, honestly, I didn't. Honestly, no, not after the Barnsley game. And uh, we said on the, the, I think, the post-Barnsley pod that um yeah that Bolton game I think was the cat you know forget about yeah we said the sliding doors moment was the Sheffield Wednesday game where Smith one-on-one to make it three doesn't and then what 10 minutes later Broadhead plants in the free kick just before half time to make it 2-1 um but that Bolton game I think obviously was the catalyst of the run wasn't it gave you so much confidence emboldened them didn't it oh absolutely and then you know the very next big game or Derby away did exactly the same thing scoring two again unbelievable goals and so much confidence was gleaned from those and we're rolling everybody let's say Port Vale to one side but rolling everybody else over at that point anyway so yeah I think that Bolton game was certainly a such a confidence booster right let's get into the action um guys it's been an amazing week I think um Richard and Dave did one of the best shows I've ever heard the podcast feed do which really just kind of got just really got to everybody's kind of feelings on Tuesday night there's loads of you watching now if you wouldn't mind just hitting the thumbs up button just gives us a real help with all our um data and keeping our friends at YouTube happy so do hit the thumbs up button right you two Rich and Craig have got a bloody hard job now to keep up with all of these goals but in our telegram exclusive um Rich Jamie Mackey said as a player in these games where it's tense and where one team might have less to play for it's absolutely all about the start. And I dare say he was right. Um, let's get into this and um, a pretty nice opener, Rich, for Connor Chaplin. Yeah, I mean, it's eight minutes in. Um, atmosphere, um, electric, a lot of people, yeah, very happy chanting, etc. And what a great goal to set it off as well. I mean, the headline is Connor Chaplin doing Connor Chaplin things, but there's so much to love about this. Broadhead dropping in, 
drags out the the Exeter midfield. Morsey in, in all kinds of space as well. Pings a nice incisive pass to Chaplin, who's found himself a pocket of space around just outside the 18-yard box. Drives forward. He's got two men, one out of position, one defender <clears> trying to cover. <throat> they can't get back in time. And what a shot. You know, curls it into the oh, middle of the it's net. It's accelerating as it goes pace. over the line as well, isn't it? <laughs> it's a great goal. A great finish. And... It just took the nerves and you know the release that everyone like we wanted the goal up before fifteen minutes. Right yeah, it's a script, isn't it? I mean, obviously I wasn't there, but having watched it back three or four times probably, you're so right. The the clever part of the finish was brilliant, but what just a clever, clever play to just find that pocket of space. Yeah. It was such a clever run. And it made the ball from you know, the ball from Morsey easy really once he gets it out of his feet. Absolutely deadly. Brilliant. But the Morsey pass, really, I think underrated. I don't think anyone's. Yeah. Everyone's praising Morsey, um, an eight out of 10 player every single week, runner up player of the season. Oh. Uh, Chapman's goals are going to take the headline. But Morsey, alongside Longer, this central midfield partnership, this duo, really yeah. working. And it, and it gives Morsey the, the kind of the scope to be able to figure this kind of stuff out. And it's a really lovely threaded pass straight to the feet of Chaplin. No mucking about, no playing it slightly behind him. Chaplin's perfect onto it, runs onto the ball. It's a great start, Ben. Cracking goal. Craig, you're going to have to do two goals or we're going to be here all day. Sorry. Um, so can you take me through Luongo and Hurst, um, which takes us to midway through the first half? Yeah, well, um, the, the second goal is a bit of a, probably the scrappiest one. Oh, no, no, maybe. Yeah, well, I think probably. the third one is. Yeah, possibly. Well, I might do that one as well, if I'm allowed. Um, um, can I just ask your permission? Can we ban... John <laughs> that was definitely um, going to come. Uh, it's suggesting, uh, I yeah. So I think that's a that's an immediate that's ban for yeah. John, isn't it? Carry on, Craig. <laughs> yeah, well, Hurst and Longo are battling outside. They're out of the area, sort of bouncing around a little bit between people's feet. Um, Hurst gets the better of it and slips Longo through in the like the inside left channel. Um, and he was using his left foot a lot yesterday, uh, Longo. Um, and he got to bat, got to the edge of the six yard box and just slammed it past the goalkeeper. It's simple as that, really. Um they were having a few issues down that um down that right hand side. Um Nathan oh. Broadhead had had the you know the thought of the pitch to himself um for the Can we just the... give a shout out quickly, sorry to interrupt Craig, to um young Pedro Borges, who was making his debut oh, yesterday. Seventeen. Oh. Seventeen. Wow. Not not the one, wasn't it? Um goal free, yeah. please, Craig. Yeah. Um, well, this one, Luongo, again, he's on the left-hand side. And he feeds it down the left to, to Broadhead. And I say he's in... Oh, it's in filthy, ice. isn't it, this? Sorry, hey, go on. Freedom of Portman Road. Oh, yeah. he's in acres of space. And he, he takes it into the box um, outside of his right foot. Outside of the boot, Craig. It's yeah. filthy. Flies it across, and he two or three yards out. And there's Mercen. two of them in this. Hurst and Burns are both bundling it in at the... Uh, Merson-like, wasn't it? Merson-like. Yeah. Merson-like. Right, yeah. Rich, can you take us to four and five nil? I can't believe we're glossing over this, but the <laughs> yeah. chat is going to have a lot to say. Um, uh, and uh, we've been a bit kind of fortunate, I think, with the two penalties this week, let's just say. Um, take me through the broadhead and Chaplin for four and five nil. Yeah, just to confirm, this is 19 minutes after the opener. So we've scored, we're about to score our fourth <laughs> in 19 minutes. Uh, broadhead involved again, drops back in, frees Chaplin, who's in, takes a bit of a heavy touch, falls neatly into the path of Burns, and Caprice has a bit of a boob, and 
a penalty. Broadhead hammers it home, high into the net. No kind of mistakes oh, yeah. this time. Yeah, he hit it, but struck it hard against Barnsley, but probably a bit too central. Uh, this was right in the top left-hand corner, right in the postage stamp or the opposite side, isn't it? But perfect pen. And um, yeah, Portman Road rocking. Um, and give me the 5-0 goal as well, where you're there, Rich. Connor Chaplin moves ahead of someone we've praised a lot, Johnson Clark-Harris in the golden boot race, That's as if this true. season couldn't get any better. Well, it could get very could get very much better on the last day of the season, but we'll come to that. Yeah, well, we're, so we're five minutes later and uh, still we're not done. We're on the 32nd minute mark, guys. Again, as Craig has mentioned, <clears throat> so much space down the right. Luongo in for Broadhead, uh, down the side. Um, there you go. There you go, Neil. Thank you. Uh, side foot cross into the box, curls it in, and there's a there's a multitude of defensive mishaps here. Mm-hmm. Poor headed clearance in the first place. Uh, number five, I've forgotten his name. Apologies. Jumps up for the head and misses it, and then only and then just serve, serves it on a plate to Chaplin. And to be fair to Chaplin, is it Partridge? Oh, Partridge. Just Partridge. Partridge. Sorry, no P. Partridge in there. with an H. It, uh, Chaplin evolve not. No, no, no. (laughs) And it falls neat. I mean, yes, Chaplin is unmarked, but he just lashes it on the volley. No thinking about it. Straight into the bottom corner. The keeper's no chance whatsoever. And it's everyone is, it's like the uh, commentary for the Watford Leicester. Don't scratch your eyes. Like, couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. 5 0. Dave. But um, I, I assume you were able to kind of keep a little bit of tabs on what was going on. Um, well, it was just... quite funny because I was, I, was I was sitting at the hospital with family. And um, although my, my boys went, I gave my ticket to my eldest. And um, in the in the sort of cordoned off cubicle, the curtained off cubicle away across the ward, obviously there was a guy with a match on. And I could hear the sort of the volume going up as the goals went. And he's going... I said, I'll keep this, keep this, tell us what's going on. And all I can do is pipe the 1-0, and then again, sort of five minutes, 2-0, 3-4. And I thought, yeah, come on, you have me on. You have me on, surely. But, uh, yeah, it was um, it was something else when it five nearly 32. And, um, yeah, you, you think, Christ, this is going to, this, yeah, this could well be double figures. Um, games, as we know from experience, games seldom pan out. Well, sometimes they do, 1995 or whatever. But, yeah, they seldom pan out like that. But absolutely ruthless, wasn't it? Brilliant. Incredible. Um, and Rich, you were sort of saying that it feels like the emotional journey you'd normally go on on these type of afternoons where you could get a promotion feels like it was just like a washing machine and it all went in fast forward. And before you had time to, well, OK, we one nil up. I'm feeling a bit nervous. Two, we, we've got it. We're going to do this. And and it's five nil up. And I, I think you made a good point um, that perhaps some of the emotion of the day was just um, torn away slightly by the sheer ruthlessness and efficiency of the team. Yeah. Uh, if, if you're McKenna, uh, the message is leave nothing to chance. Don't, you know, there's a potential banana skin here. Exeter, no, nothing to lose, as we talked about at the top. But we just went into it so quickly and so... This bit, no, sorry, he looks well, like Bobby Moore there, Richard Lee, in the picture. Look at that. I like that. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, it's Morsey, I think, on someone's shoulders. Um, and it's not Richard Lee. It's Sam Morsey. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and and because it because it happened so quickly as well, because there's no kind of real thinking time. Exeter had, I think there's there's one moment, one nil where Exeter get in as a shot for Dimitri Mitchell, I think, across Walton. There's just there's no time really to get your your head together. I think, and as like personally, like obviously 
five nil happy days right and there's no drama now at this point but you kind of it sounds weird to say it but there's a little bit of drama in it being a little bit uncomfortable and awkward and then it, and then Ipswich Town coming out on top you know that's the kind of nice narrative where you know you may be hanging there for half an hour and then you score and then you you could have built on it but because it had to say like kiss kiss bang bang um yeah, I, it's, it was difficult to process apart from, well, that's that's job done, isn't it? That's great. Right. Get to full time now. We'll have a we'll get on the pitch. It was it was kind of like those last game, you know, those last days of the season under Burley before we well, yeah, leading up to the playoff playoffs that, um, you know, the the, the the Blackburn, the Blackburn Man City games, the Bradford City games, etc. But almost in reverse, because I was I was looking at BBC, BBC Sport and getting text, um, just checking the goal alerts and stuff. And Michael Smith literally scored his goal a minute before Chaplin scored, I think. Oh, you so like, you can imagine, yeah. You, 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 you ran to Sheffield Wednesday, go, oh, here you go, boys. Still nil-nil at Portman Road. Yeah. Oh, going on. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, it's yeah, kind of been a fun half time for Sheffield Wednesday fans. I mean, honestly, yeah, yeah. I think that obviously there was a degree of acceptance looking at uh, some of the comments coming through. So I hate to do this because I love to bury Joe Fares, but he's been talking about this 100 goals, 100 points thing. And we've shut him down and said, shut up, Joe. I mean, do some ridiculous. <laughs> no one scores 100 points, gets 100 goals. Um, Craig, can I take you behind the scenes at ITV? Because I got shouted at by Joby McEnough. Because there's clang, a snap- clang. <laughs> Have you seen my Twitter pictures? That's the ultimate clang in that one this week. Um, so we got stats guy sits on the corner of the of the desk, Craig. And obviously, I've got to find all the narratives. So I'm like, how many goals is that? Christian, how many goals is that? Where are we now? And about the fourth time I asked, Joby was like, you know exactly how many goals it is. Shut up, bloody asking now. But... 98 goals it got up to by half time, mm-hmm. um, Craig. And Wes Burns made it 99, uh, not long after half time. Yeah, with, with an awful lot of the half still to still to go. Um, and this goal starts from Walton, I think. It was certainly being passed around the back. Uh, it got out to Clark on the right touchline. Um, and he knocks it forward towards Chaplin, and Chaplin does brilliantly. He, he controls it with his right and passes it with his left. Just two touches, controls with his right, passes it to his left, just s- swings it down the um, the touchline over the top to Burns. Burns turns on his afterburnsers, and um, he's in on goal, and the ball's bouncing once, twice, three times. The goalkeeper's stuck. He doesn't know whether to stick or twist. He's in no man's land, just gets lifted over him. Um and then he, he does some celebration. I, uh, now, Oscar did tell me what the name of the dance that he did. Uh, it's called the Gritty. There you are. This thing. I'm never going to yeah. do that again, but that carry thing. on. Hi, kids. Yeah, yeah. the Gritty. <laughs> um, so, yeah, 6-0, um, 99 goals. You've got to say you've got a good 40, probably 45 minutes left to play. Um, Craig, if you're having girl problems, I feel bad for your son. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this not, I've got 99 goals and I'd like another one. one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we were talking about this, actually, where we, where we say is that once you get to seven, seven's completely different to six. You see sixes, but seven... You get to, you get to write seven brackets. in words on the video printer, yeah, don't you? It's mm. totally different brackets, isn't it? Unfortunately, yeah, yeah we, couldn't, we couldn't quite uh, get the video printer man to dust off his brackets. No Same euphemisms. Chapman um, had a couple of shots blazed over Ben. Um, he, he was. They were trying to set him up for every opportunity. Boogie, yeah, I always remember when Ian Rush was one away from the FA Cup goal scoring record and um, was fed the ball quite a lot by his Liverpool teammates. So, he, so he broke it. We should mention 
by this point now, Niall Ennis has scored for Plymouth at home park. Reflected. Um, Mm. you've got to start giving it credit now after their 97 points confirmed um and it's we're all sitting there going look everybody's gonna win aren't they and you're sort of um calculating Sheffield Wednesday's pain but um just take us through Rich in the stadium those last those last minutes before promotion was confirmed yeah well as I say like it it's weird because I don't well I don't think any of us of experienced securing a definitive outcome at Paul Road, and anyone here has no. So it's when it's kind of so in your hands, there's no doubt left whatsoever. There's nothing anyone else can do. It was just sitting back and kind of enjoying it. The, the atmosphere continued to be pretty good, positive, lots of chance. Um, George Hurst is subbed off and there's a lot of sign him up, which we very much enjoyed. And it, yeah, we'll talk about that. I'm sure some more, but, full-time whistle comes um i don't know i'm trying to remember where there was a little jiggery pokery with announcing the minutes in and trying to manage we were the told there was going to be weren't we? it was um, only about four anyway i think wasn't it i think they only and then four, right? yeah from right at the back of the north stand i kind of watch people trying to reading these plymouth comments out this is disgusting <laughs> behavior sorry have i have i i'm trolling <laughs> plymouth i didn't mean to yeah, and then uh, people on the pitch, and, and not too many, to be fair. And I think the club expected it, and probably it's a good outcome because it's, it's, you know, it, I know that it's never a good outcome when people get on the pitch and all that kind of stuff. But it could have been a lot, a lot more, a lot more unmanageable. And yeah, and then it's only, celebration only sorry, only one of the Blue Monday team got booed <laughs> this weekend. That's all, and we'll just leave it at that. That's yeah. it. Move on. Have you ever seen my Twitter and YouTube comments, mate? I get I get booed seven thousand times a day. Don't not worry by about not that. by the Portman Road crowd. You don't. No, 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 no. no I think it's, it's almost one where you can kind of understand both points of view, can't you? You can understand wanting to you know, go onto the hallowed turf with no more home games to go. You can also understand the point of view of people who are worried about particularly the safety of the Exeter um, players. No, it's, it's, it, yeah. I think someone posted on, on our um, Telegram earlier, you know, it was probably the police were trying to keep those those fans away. We're going to get on, onto That's the That's awful. No, that's terrible. That's that's awful, Don't it? even read that, Neil yeah. Wilmore. I met Neil Wilmore at Barnsley. Carry on, Dave, sorry. They, um, yeah, we're trying to, police really and the, and the security were really trying to stop those fans that perhaps he got on the pitch and were then going to act as dicks sort of thing. So, yeah, I didn't see I didn't see much of that. I didn't see, well, from what I saw in the footage, I didn't see much of that, to be fair. So, uh, I, yeah. I think, I think the, like, the players, the players were up for it. The players were, were. Wolf Wolfenden was right in the middle of it. As soon as they were coming on the pitch, he was in the middle and of it. Clark, Morsey, I think. Morsey was the, as it, Morsey as, on as shoulders. shown on the photo there, yeah. sorry. He's... um. He's on people's shoulders. He was loving it, it. So it wasn't a, yeah. The, the, the players didn't see a, see a problem with it. I say people come on, they got what they needed to out of it. And then relatively quickly, they were back in their seats ready for the procession. Would you like to see the league table, everybody? Go for it. Has uh, it got, we, have we got a P next for our name? Uh, we, I, I don't know what, um, who do we use? Footmob, don't we? Um, I don't, hasn't, I don't haven't Plymouth changed their, should their be Twitter, line under, their Twitter should be name? Line under it, shouldn't it? Are you going to actually make me be an apologist for Plymouth here? I think they're not getting quite the respect they deserve um, here. But um, let's move on. Uh, There is the league table if you're watching live on uh, YouTube. Um, If you're listening after the fact, Plymouth, 98 points from 45 games. Ipswich, 97 
points. So both sides can reach the 100-point mark with a victory on the last day of the Madness. season. Madness. Sheffield Wednesday will oh. not be promoted automatically. They're in third place with 93. <laughs> Nine, wow. three points. And let's be quite frank about this. Barnsley uh, came back from 4-1 at MK. They've got 86 points. Um which is a none too shabby normal sort of third place total down in Surely Ben fourth. in every other season, surely ninety three would have got you automatic promotion, wouldn't it? Or yes, or whatever every other sorry, or whatever yeah. they end with could conceivably be ninety obviously ninety six for Dave, sake. Look, we've spoken about this a lot. It's not only every other season, it's every other season in every other division, other than the Premier League when Liverpool and Oh Man City. But we still we're gonna get second place. But Dave, we've spoken about this a lot. League one is okay, David Brent now a unique melting pot of former Premier League teams and high functioning small teams, and it splits in the middle. And some no, of the does. resources that a Bolton and Ipswich, Sheffield yep. Wednesday have got up against the Cheltenham and Accrington, and we have the utmost respect, believe me, after the last four years for these teams. But Dave, you can see why we always get somewhere. Where is it this season? I bet there's a Huge gap somewhere. So, look, seven points down to Barnsley and then eight points. So, the gap between Bolton and Sheffield Wednesday is two places. It's 15 points. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's no other huge discernible gaps. But, Dave, it is a um, a result of the pyramid being what it is with – this is where Bolton have been in the Premier League – it's Morecambe, that, isn't it? It is. It's that old saying. It is the haves and the have-nots, isn't it? It it just is. Um, yeah, and I think you're right. It, 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 you know, the division will always pan out, pan out that way. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Let's just because um, I'm sure we can chat about this with great freedom now about this um, this playoff scrap because it could be absolutely cool. um, fascinating. Because currently Sheffield Wednesday would play Derby, and on the last day of the season, Sheffield Wednesday play Derby. And were Peterborough to go to Barnsley and win on the last day of the season, they could potentially meet Barnsley in the final if things work out that way. So Sheffield Wednesday are definitely going to finish third. They're going to be playing whoever finishes sixth. Barnsley are definitely going to finish fourth. So they're going to be playing whoever finishes fifth. Bolton could get overtaken by Derby um, or... Uh, Peterborough could get in there. It's basically three from two, but Bolton look pretty nailed on and Peterborough the rank outsiders. And um, as we've mentioned, they're both going away to difficult sides. Just, but Rich... Um, just just quickly, just okay, a thought then. on that. I assume the golden boot is just over the 46-game season, isn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it's a separate competition yeah, at yeah. the end, yeah. So don't worry about Johnson Clark-Harris banging in the uh, yeah, four yeah, in the um, that was, that was a very mean comment. That wasn't mean spirit. I take that back. It's an excellent striker there. Um, Richard, how do you how do you see it um, panning out in terms of those? Was I was just quick, quickly trying to find the in terms of how the who's going to get in the playoffs? I, th- I think it's as I think Derby will get that point. So it's either Hillsborough. Derby or Peterborough, isn't it? For six, I, th- I think yeah, Derby. Is, will, yeah. I think Derby will get there. And and then <laughs> if I'm Sheffield Wednesday, I'm thinking, man, I don't want to face Paul Warren's Derby. But <laughs> you know, we, we know that Derby, in terms of the squad, it's a little, it's, yeah, Big game it's, that. It's, it's maybe they've been on a decent run, but maybe started to drop a little, a few points here and there. It's an old team reliant on McGoldrick and 
Hurahan, but it's it's playoff football. You reset, and you you're happy if you're sixth or fifth to be in there, and if you're Barnes and Sheffield Wednesday, you're a bit miffed. Your season's gone that way. So psychologically, that's that's at play. But Sheffield Wednesday, um, I'm trying to look Barnsley I, Derby. I know, yeah, so while you're doing that, Rich, I know I know before Ben, you've said about teams finishing third, and that's a bit of a myth that they don't often get in the, the championship. Playoffs. Sorry, Craig, when I've done the research, I'm not. I I need to do some digging on League One. Sorry, go ahead. But, yeah, but I say, but just in, in about Sheffield Wednesday, I think they might, they might suffer because they've had a right kick in the rocks. I mean, the last two or three months has just been atrocious yeah. for them. I mean, do, do you know? Is, is are they going to have Byers and Windass fit? Byers going to be fit? Uh, for the Windass, Windass came on right at the end yesterday, so he'll be there. Michael Hetquade came back. Byers is not going to. Yeah, they know Byers is out now, isn't he? He's yeah. out. He's done yeah. for the season, is he? Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Big miss. So on the on the head to heads, Ben Barnsley haven't beaten Bolton this season. In fact. They've drawn the a double shift for Wednesday, right? Yeah. So uh, there's some interesting permutations here. Um, you know, Derby have, well, yeah, Barnsley have beaten Derby. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday obviously played Derby in the last. That's such an interesting game, isn't it? As you say, Ben, that they're facing each other. Yeah, but what, what do you do? Do you because you essentially there's two wrinkles to this um, in the respects of a resting players and b not giving away tactics um, yeah. in terms of mm. if you're you know, going to go and play another game. Do you think our own Craig looks a bit like Bolton manager Ian Everett? Can anyone else <laughs> see that in that light? It's a bit of Mark Ashton going on as well. Though. I'll have that. Yeah, I'll, have, I'll be <laughs> over that. Get your white shirt on. Yeah. yeah. My tight white shirt. From, and, and how, if, if I was Mark Ashton, I'd be right in the middle of these four. I wouldn't be at the, in the corner. <laughs> I'll leave him alone. Let him have his Don't moment. put Ashton in the corner. Oh, no, yeah. one puts, no one puts Aston in the corner. Bolton's trip to Wembley as well for the Pizza Cup 4-0. You know, there's no fear for them and in, in returning back to there, isn't it? I, it's going to be... I, I can't really call it, Ben. I really can't. No, no, it's, I, it's, I, it's a real no. tough one. So it's a real tough one. If Derby... You think Derby would get the point. Yeah, that is a toughie. That's a... Yeah, that's competitive. Good, good set there. of playoffs, isn't it? Yeah. Um, guys, yeah. we would love to go to your questions. Moreover, we'd like to read some of your comments of your experiences of yesterday so do get in right now if you want to put a question in just stick a little cue before it and make sure you put a question mark afterwards richard what do you think of my t-shirt blue monday are delighted to be partnered with Talksport fan network and nordvpn giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely nordvpn opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than wesburn's running down the wing NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there. Supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, 
When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Good, isn't it? Yeah. Where can I get one, Ben? I, I don't know. To, Would you like to tell I me? I need to answer my own question. Oh, he's got a hoodie. Yeah. I'm the only one. I've got the blackout away, uh, the third kit on. I feel embarrassed now, but yeah, anyway. BlueMondayITFC.co.uk is where you can find everything. People, I don't think, know that we've got a website and we get a lot of what shows are on this week and what time are they and where can I find you? So BlueMondayITFC.co.uk, everything is there, including our merch store. I'm sure we'll have a promo at some point, but you can get a T-shirt, you can get a long sleeve T-shirt, you can get a hoodie, get a dog bandana, all sorts. Fill your boots, Blue Monday logos on there. So happy days. And the link to our amazing Telegram group as well. The debate has sure. been fantastic. The match day chat buzzing yesterday. So you've got one more week of match action to enjoy of that. But then it will be, we'll have all kinds of exclusive. We've got a great chat with Jamie Mackey. Really insightful stuff on uh, the uh, of something hey, that we've grappled Richard, with. You, you- <laughs> Booked a oh. pantomime villain will be coming up. I will say no there more. You go. There you go. Town history on a Telegram exclusive very soon. Carol. There you go. Coming soon. We've got Q and A's, all sorts. But it's just great. Yesterday, you know, we had Sully and Tom over from the states who are part of the Telegram community. We had about 15, 20 guys pre and post match as well. I'm trying to. I can't. Sorry, I can't remember all your names, but fantastic to be to see people in person as well yesterday so if you want to be part of that community the i'm sure it'll be annoying and transfer rumory all summer which i hate but i'm sure loads of people love so yeah blue monday itfc.co.uk is where you can find all of our details can i just, just say you know we witnessed the goal on friday ben at the academy game oh. which you would have absolutely loved. Scream. it was yeah, it was a Yeboa esque. Did you it see my? Did you see my vlog? Hit the uh, bar, came down, hit Hurst the bar role. again, went in. <laughs> oh, I love it. absolutely loves it. Right, we're going to get into some questions. Um, you three, I'm going to give you a a 20 second limit, and we only need an answer from one member of the pod because there are loads. Keep your questions coming in. This is this is brilliant. You will never work in a place <laughs> like this again. I'm going to answer things. this one. Uh, Charlie, how much is promotion to the Ooh. champ now worth? So in terms of broadcast money, Charlie, we think we go up from around 1.5 million to about 7 or 8 million. Not a huge deal. In terms of actuality of money, the commercial should go up. The gate receipts should go up. The broadcast, as I've said, will go up. But um, we think um, Game Changer are going to play a three-year game and try and recoup losses with sales in year three. So... Um, we will make more money, but I think everybody's hoping we will be spending more money, as we discussed on our lovely Telegram group. Uh, Richard, uh, Paul, how many seasons in the champ until we get to do this all again? Uh, Paul, come on. Yeah, I, I, before Great. I forget to say this, when we started the podcast, I'm really, I'm certain that you guys, certainly Ben and Dave, you didn't assume that the first promotion we'd be talking about would be out of League One into the championship, but we are where we are. Um I think, Paul, we're really set up neatly to uh, maybe next season, a bit of a stretch would be good to emulate Sunderland. But yeah, two or three years, I think that's a good that's a good model for me. It's that, it's that three-year um, FFP kind of really got a chance to leverage the fact that your owners have got money and maybe can spend it. But guys, please don't be an Ipswich fan that wants lots of money spent 
but yeah. also doesn't expect any players to ever be sold ever. Mm-hmm. It's about now money coming in as well as money coming out, else we get in a points deduction fairly quickly. Um, let's just say a big thank you. I'm going to scroll all the way down here to Paul. Oh, Paul. just 10 quid on oh, the Super Chat. Yes, uh, Paul, thanks so much for the chats, mates. And all you guys do fantastic. Thank you very, very much. Top Paul, man. you can uh, support via Super Chat. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, John, Craig, uh, what do you think is a realistic expectation for us <laughs> next season? Um certainly certainly top half I, I i was talking just today actually about with a couple of guys i was watching my boy play football this morning we were chatting about it saying well you know you look in the playoff in and around the playoff positions you've got your luton and the Millwall and the coventry you think well are we not set up to be equal you know certainly punching around that particular area of the um, just table in probably. case anyone's listening craig just remove luton from that bracket but i agree with all the other teams mm. luton are very good yeah, uh, well, Sunderland gone up, haven't they? They're still what, eighth, tenth, wherever they happen to be. So I think I think that's a realistic expectation is tenth to twelfth. And you know, the, these guys, they're not gonna they're not gonna die wondering. Um, you know, it's drunk of... it's drunk men fighting the race for fifth and sixth in the championship at the moment, Craig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I so say I think that's where where we're looking at. We'll be looking at eight top eight, I reckon. Is, is top eight, top ten is a realistic expectation, I think. Dave, Kirk, which areas do we need to strengthen for the championship? Um, I think each of our starting 11 are good enough, but not our backup players. Yeah, I think, again, we spoke about this the other night. I think um, probably a centre-half, certainly a centre-half, I would have thought, and um, a striker. Let's hope it's George Hurst, but if not, certainly another certainly another striker. So, yeah, no doubt there'll be other there'll be others, but yeah, I think as an essential those two positions, I would say. You would have thought you would have thought the guy that was on the pitch celebrating, who's not our own player <laughs> at the end of the game, might also be That's signing. That's a good point. Yeah, what, you would Joe think Fett? so. Joe... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you, you yeah, yeah, you would you you would think so. Yeah, and I, I think we'd all welcome that, wouldn't we? Um, Chris, and I'm going to have to wrap my brains here. Ben, who out of the current Premier League loanees at Champ Clubs would be a good fit for town? So Aston Villa have been the ones because they've sent Irogbenham, Philogene, Archer, uh, Archer Ramsey—they've absolutely filled it. Brighton as well. There's always good players there. Um, I will mention poor old Joe Fairs again. He's far more knowledgeable than, than me on the under eighteen, um, and I think that's kind of where you want to go. If you look at what Sheffield United have done with Doyle and McAtee, I don't think we're going to be able to get Manchester City, Liverpool, Chelsea players, etc. But um, that's made all the difference. Um, and if someone actually wants to show poor old Plymouth some respect, loan um, moves can be utterly, utterly vital. And building those relationships with the clubs up the ladder, um, you know, year upon year is important. Uh, Richard. And, sorry, just very quickly. A name came up yesterday in the context of Burnley's promotion, possibly a championship loan. Scott Twine. That's, I, I forget who mentioned it, so but I'm not sure where you fit him in, but... It's be interesting. To see I'm not sure he's getting Premier League. He ain't minutes, playing he? in the Premier League, is he? Bless him, love him. But and we, yeah. we like yeah, to. Gonna, where, where would he fit in at the know. moment? I don't know. Mm. There you go. But, oh, what, yeah. In our team or in Burnley's team? There you go. In our team. Now, I think we had a Burnley fan in. He, he, he can answer us in the chat. Yeah. Uh, Richard, any chance Port Vale do us a favour next week? Port Vale lost uh, three-two at Charlton yesterday. They are without 
uh, manager at the moment. I think someone put in the chat, they've got quite a good record against was, Plymouth, if that means anything. I was going to slope your shoulder that one. I forget who it was, but someone said that they, I think Plymouth have only won one of their last seven meetings, I, f- I think, in the chat. Apology. If, you're, if you want to re- repeat it, that would be really helpful. But um, yeah, look, anything can happen on the last day. Uh, poor Vale, nothing to lose, et cetera, et cetera. They're safe. So who knows? Maybe. We've got to do the business of Fleetwood if we want to win the league, don't we? I would expect this to beat Fleetwood, <laughs> Rich. So much. Are you, are you, are you, are you confident? Now. Well, I, I'm just referring to the videos that I've seen on Twitter for the last 24 hours and wonder whether the players. It's just psychology they, of this week and they rejoin themselves, don't they? Yeah. Keeping it going Good. throughout a job done, et cetera. You know, a week yeah. when the job's done. Um, Craig. Uh, Ramo, who are we struggling to retain for next season? Um, I don't think, I don't think any, I don't think anyone, to be perfectly honest, not, not under our powers, if you'd like to be. It'll be our choice if if people leave. Our people are on decent contracts; they're on a decent wedge within those in those contracts. So you know, you would have thought that the teams that are going to potentially improve these guys' wages are going to be very, very, very top end championship teams. Um, but then you'd think that we could fend them off you know the guys as you saw from all the celebrations and the chants and the change room these guys are enjoying themselves there it is there it is there it is 8 45 p.m everyone 8 45 p.m check your check your bingo cards craig i don't want to do this but mckenna yeah sorry and this is where but you're right richard this is where we have to be very grown up and um kind of accept the world for how it is that we've just battered through the last three months no. um, and people are going to want to sign our players and our manager. And you can accept the world as it is sometimes, or you can be very defensive about it and make up a million reasons, you know, about schools and um, children and all of this. And, you know, he said that, and but it's going to happen. Um, obviously the manager's different than players, but, um, it's important in the championship with a hard spending limit as well. You have to sell players. You really, really do. And we have to, we have to learn. Oh my God. We have to learn. Oh, well, so mate, let me, go on. Let me mute this. We, we have to learn, Craig, that it's, um, it's not the worst thing in the world um, to sell players. No. And also what you, what you would expect is, and we were talking about this yesterday after, after the match is how many, how many duds have the McKenna stroke Ashton partnership brought into the club? Can't think of one, not signings wise. Well, let, let me just push back on that, so, and because when you look at the ruthless January, essentially Marcus Harness was replaced with Nathan Broadhead, and yeah, Marcus he'd done Harness job. came in. He'd, but he'd done, done a job for the first, yeah, but he'd done he'd done his job the for the season. first six months. Yeah, and there you go then. Uh, no, but do you know what I mean? They've been very ruthless in upgrading players that weren't bad, were they? No, but they found someone who was better than the guy who had done a job in the first half of the season. But you used the word dud, Craig. If they were, I'm trying to think of a. I wouldn't call him a dud if he's done. He's, if he's done a job in the first but half. Why, of the season. But why, 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 why replace him? Because you found someone who's better who was available. Doesn't make the person that he's replacing a dud, does it? If he's done yeah, a job. Yeah, but if they were fit for purpose, would they be replaced? Well, I didn't say he wasn't fit for purpose. I was saying he wasn't a dud. No, I'm not saying you're saying you're not fit for purpose. I'm saying if he is fit for purpose, why would he be replaced? We we did the word dud. We didn't just say fit for purpose. Uh, you used the word dud. I didn't. Why would he be replaced if he was fit for purpose? <laughs> because you've found someone who's better than him. The guy is the guy's fit for purpose, yes, but he's found someone who's even fitter for that purpose. 
Uh, only the fittest will survive indeed oh my god right he's muted himself craig um let's go let's go back to um richard uh do we think tjj will be back permanently next season uh yeah there you go i'm buying back some time from that ridiculous debate that you guys were just having for the last... an excellent debate i do wow. enjoy it craig yeah i, I did <laughs> <laughs> some really? semantics there who put that up i'm in charge of the i'm in charge of the thing here. oh are you sorry I, I didn't my finger must have slipped Oh, really? Okay. Are you, have you got control of that? Yeah, evidently. Oh, yeah. We're going to have a review in the summer, Ben. Don't worry. Yeah, right. <laughs> Access um, rights will be changed. Um, Neil, how was Cha- uh, David, how was Chaplin not up for Player of the Year and how did Hurahan get in the tip? Oh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't worry too much about that, Dave. No, not really. Did Am I right in saying, we said this the other night, did Collins win that award? Aaron Collins? He did, did he win the- yeah. Okay. Okay. Um yeah, I mean, it's 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 done over a, a you know perhaps if it if it took into account the last six weeks, I think it's done done and dusted before then pretty much, isn't it? I think then you'd have think he certainly would have had a would have had a shout because I'm sure Clark Harris was also nominated, wasn't he? In in the top three, I'm pretty he sure. Was indeed, it was Clark yeah. Harris. Who were the three? Collins, Collins and uh, Bannon. Um, was it Bannon? Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, I've missed a couple of super chats here. Nah. Oh no. Nah. Um, very magnanimous of Sheffield Wednesday, friend. <laughs> Been a really, yeah. really good contributor. Good luck, good luck, Yeah, all the best, mate. Uh, Neil, three pounds on the super chat. Um, what a team! One more push, guys. Come on, you blues. Right, guys. Thank you for all of your questions. I will move on because I just kind of want to get everybody's sense of you know yesterday and what this means and um, how we should kind of process it because you know sometimes you see teams and they've been promoted and it's all glorious and then three months later they're sacking the manager and the fans are all booing and everything they've done has been forgotten and football moves very fast and not just in one minute that will happen here but particularly trying to cover this on the podcast over the last eight years this is pretty much all we've ever asked for and the way that it's happened you know this winning streak from um, uh, post Valentine's Day, um, I just think this is absolutely incredible. Um, and the last seventy-five days, or whatever we've called it, I know there's been you know great moments and cup wins and Wembley, but um, I mean we'll go to Dave, who's watched for the longest. In terms of a seventy-five day period and a story from I won't say beginning to end, but kind of middle to end. Yeah, I, Where I've never known, any, never known anything like it. You just haven't, have you? Because but going back to post Bristol Rovers game, you know, automatic had gone, and the, you know, we spoke, we spoke, me and you spoke, and um, yeah, automatic had totally gone. Then obviously you went to the game, the Barnsley Sheffield Wednesday game, and I remember you saying after that, yeah, okay, but you know, Sheffield Wednesday probably were a bit unlucky actually at the end of the day, and they'll roll over Forest Green, whoever they got to play in the run, but. I mean, Joe, we <laughs> we said about these games, and Joe, Joe was the one. Joe Fairs came out and said, "I think we'll win a lot." You know, <laughs> he was, he was, he was drunk. Like, yeah, you know, obviously, Joe. But um, I mean, it's just it's just inconceivable, really, isn't it? So, what is it? So it's these 13, 13, 14 games, one thirteen, drawn one. Is it forty seven scored in that time? Is it today? It's, it's two conceded. It's forty something scored. It's, isn't it? it's just absurd. It just this doesn't happen really in every level of 
professional football really i mean probably i'm not sure what the stats have been like in the in the obviously in the in the national in the national um with obviously Wrexham and Notts County i mean they're both had unbelievable seasons but it is just completely unprecedented and the goal you know just the, the turnaround in the goal difference i mean it's just crazy isn't it and we're now got i think we're 20 is it 20 goals better than the, the next nearest goal yep. difference even 20 to Plymouth yeah and it's and it's just the style it's been done in and you know some of the some of the great goals I mean some of the goals that we have scored in this in this running I mean I, I always go back to the Chaplin goal at Derby it's one of the best goals I've ever seen it an Ipswich downside score so it's it's just been yeah unprecedented really and fantastic I was thinking, I was thinking earlier, quickly, Craig, sorry, sorry to yeah, yeah. just quickly say thank you to Neil um no, 20 Neil, euros yeah. on the super chat he did have Thanks, a Neil. message as well and um, won't hear next Sunday's show so thank you uh, from me for a great season Blue Monday pod sorry Craig Karen. thank you Neil um, now I was thinking this earlier is, do you reckon there's a happier set of fans in the top four divisions than ours at the moment just with everything <laughs> everything you know that's what? going on at the club everything that's happened in the last few well two years and the last three or four months and I say everything that's going on. You saying earlier, uh, Rich, about the amount of people that are outside the ground, just the, that groundswell of support, the kids that are around, the football that's being played. Is there a happier set of football fans in the in the country top four? We'll take Wrexham aside for a bit than than ourselves at the moment. I can't think there is. Not even Plymouth. Probably, Plymouth. Probably would, I was going to say the, the Plymouth, only other one yeah. would be Plymouth, wouldn't it? I don't would think be Plymouth. So. That would be the even someone sure. like Stevenage or Leighton Orient. They've kind of come from nowhere this season. Burnley are used to being but compa- in but the compared Premier to League, what we had two and a half years ago, three years ago, to be where we are now. It's that true. momentum it is you know, such Plymouth, a transformation. Plymouth were you know nearly there last year, so they've sort of been on that journey before. We haven't. We finished eleventh last season, Craig. God. It's such a transformation, isn't it? It really is. And and you said, you know, we, so we've probably gone from having the most miserable set of fans, and quite rightly so. Yeah. Two years. No, honestly, two yeah. years. I was going to say on Valentine's Day. Did you? Did well, you well, do the show on Valentine's well, Day? Possibly. Possibly. You know what I mean? That was a dirge, wasn't it? To, eh? to quite having the most positive, happiest fans and. Look, we've we've all been, you know, I've supported it. I don't need to bang on about that, and 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 a bit like Rich in some respects, or oh, what's right, Ipswich Town, what's round the corner? Something bad's round the corner, but you just can't see it. Everything is there. The infrastructure's in place, as we quite said. Now the team, as it is now, I think is, is more than capable of holding its own in the champ, holding its own in the championship. And it's only, as, as we said, it's only going to get, you know, more investment, wheeling, dealing in the in the transfer market in the summer. Um, so much to look forward to. Rich, um, what, what, what's your take? It doesn't really get, unless you barge your way through the Premier League, like uh, into the Premier League, like Sheffield United did and finished ninth. It doesn't really get too much better than, you know, just completely smashing through an end of season, winning a promotion and you look at the home results as well. Four nil, four nil, six nil twice now. Four nil yeah. again. Sorry, go on. You're, you're, you're summing yeah, up. I, I mean, there's an emotional response to this, and there's a factual. And let me start with the factual one. I've listed where we are. I'll do this as quickly as I can. Where we're the stat leaders in the division: fewest defeats, <laughs> most goals scored, fewest goals conceded, highest goal difference, equal first with clean sheets, highest xG, highest goals per match. Lowest goals conceded per match. We've only failed to score three times this season. We've got an XGA of 0.93, less than one goals per game against expected. 
most shots per game, most shots on target, highest average possession, highest average pass completion, highest accurate passes, fewest shots against, most set-piece goals. In the last 10 games, we've got an average of 2.8 points per game. In the last five, along with Plymouth, it's three points per game. At home, we've got the most goals scored, highest goal difference. We've got the top scorer. We've got the highest assist maker. We've got the highest goals and assist maker. We've got the most shots on target per 90 in Freddie Ladapo. The highest accurate passes per 90 in Lee Evans. The most chances created in Leif Davis. The most successful dribbles per 90 in Carl Edwards. Um, so factually, Ben, I know that we're not going to win the league. I think <laughs> I think we're the best team. That's in the, the punchline, isn't it? I think in, in terms of the overall package, and I, look, I'm, I'm not trying to be annoying and deliberately, uh, you know, besmirch Plymouth because they've had an amazing season and Schumacher's done a fantastic job there and the the idea that they're, they're there on luck and these deflected um, goals which I was joking about there's a point where that isn't luck anymore that is just relentless performance but this team is repeated this, pattern Rich deflected exactly right. goals yeah, aren't, and it, aren't luck if it's repeated no. it's the repeated pattern spot on in terms of the emotional thing though it, we've got a fantastic ownership who are invested. All three guys from the Game Changer guys were there yesterday. We've got an, a CEO that, again, we had Bristol City fans willing to tell us how, all of his flaws, but he's just been relentless in trying to find every opportunity, every margin, the four signings in January, but the coaching staff, McKenna, you know, this going from this possession-heavy style in the last few weeks, last few months, we've just converted into more direct, more relentless attacking. And he's had to compromise and maybe some of his ideals, but it all kind of centers around him. And this squad of players, Harry Clark, Luke Wolford, and on the pitch yesterday, seeing an anti-Norwich chance. It's just everything is together. The fan base is reunited. And that momentum, Ben, super powerful. We've seen it before, these double bubble promotions. I'm not here predicting <laughs> top six. I might well, that's, that's where time. I would disagree oh. with Colin here in the chat. Points is all that matters. I yeah, think yeah. what no, but I think what Rich is saying debunks it. If you have Actually, a pattern yeah. of play that will fly through into the yeah. next yeah. season, then you would know, I rather be us yeah. or Plymouth in the championship next season? Exactly. I'd one hundred percent be want to be well, us. And you've so. noticed that McKenna said in his one of his interviews at post matches that you know congratulations to Plymouth and Steve Schumacher done a fantastic job. They've come out on the right side of some very tight matches. Yeah, words to that effect is what you said, yeah. which they have done, which yeah. is good to say when you just spanked your team's just spanked someone six nil to win promotions and conceded two goals in the past fifteen matches, whatever it is. So you know there are performances and performances, and as we say, you, you would hope that you know the, the way that we play and the the stats that Rich has just um, stood out it, is stands in good stead for. Here's a stat I heard yesterday: Who's made the most appearances for the town this season? Without looking. Walton? Wolfenden? Yeah, Walton would be my... Freddie Ladapo. Oh, what period? Ah, the games appeared okay. in? Oh, interesting. Oh, 52. Yeah. Wow. wow. And, and that's a th another thing as well, Ben. Like we've, 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 Great stat. This, 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 this 11 that we've now got, the un this every week it's the same 11, you know, done a massive job there. But you look at the strength and depth there, the contributions made by the likes of Danassi and Edwards, Harness earlier in the season as well, Ladapo in a big way. You know, he's got 20 goals as well. It's a team, it's a collective. And the videos we've seen on Twitter in the dressing room, you know, on the pitch afterwards, out and about in town as well. And the amount of hugging that I've done with random strangers and people that I know in the last 24 hours has been off the chain. So, you know, in terms of happiness, yeah, it's mm. just, it's so great to be talking about this stuff rather than oh, another pool no. has been sacked or Marcus Evans has done another interview where he's, 
he's just it's scripted still, and it's bullshit. You know, it's, still would be nice to round it off. Still would be nice to round it off with a title. Uh, won't it? I feel like McKenna deserves it for not winning manager of the season. And yeah, uh, well, and, uh, these things don't the, matter. But no, but surely. D- Schumacher is the manager of the season on the basis on, of, on, on on his on yeah on his yeah. budget on his, and yeah. on his resources on his context. resources yeah absolutely the on his resources in. yeah and incredible. I, I struggled just, to just I did so my resilient. team oh, of the I did my incredible. team of the season and I struggled to explain this to Plymouth fans that I I put McKenna as my manager to manage my team which wasn't me saying he's the manager of the he's the guy that's done the best job with what he's got this season it was me saying. If I wanted someone to produce football for me to watch, um, and it's not to say Stephen Schumacher wouldn't play how we've played if he if he had the resource that we had. Um, I had a really um, good look at it though. I think two things how he's beaten us, Craig. One, I think he knew the EFL better than Kieran McKenna for longer and earlier into the season. Promoted with Ryan Lowe in League Two, played in it for most of his career. McKenna's learned fast. And I hadn't realised this until I did my Plymouth analysis. They were ready to go right from the word go. They played and beat all the top sides at home. In the By the time everyone else had got their shit together, mm. Plymouth had beaten everybody at home park, Craig. Yeah, that's right. There was, yeah. I suppose to that, well, they may have been lucky in that respect because they got to play all those teams at home while, <laughs> as you say, while those teams are finding their feet. And, you know, that's... Once you've got that run going and the fortress mentality down there, and yeah, it was just and off the back of an 80 point season last, last time, year. they were ready to go, yeah. weren't they? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's just, it's just their resilience after every sort of bad result, and there hasn't been many, let's face it, or setback, they've just bounced back and strung results together every single time. Look at the set yeah. pieces, Dave. Like last season, we were bemoaning the, that we had no threat from set pieces anymore. Now, most that's goals what from I'm set pieces. I'm talking about him learning the like, EFL, it, though, Rich. Yeah, and, and even yeah. the yeah. even the troublesome games. You know, we we bemoaned. You know, I don't think any of us are going to miss the kind of these awkward away trips in League One. Small grounds, rubbish pitches, rubbish referees, time wasting, all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, that's not going to massively change in the championship. The grounds might get bigger and the pitches might be get better. But you know, there's always strategies and tactics to frustrate teams like Ipswich and the approach that McKenna has. But the pragmatism, Ben, I think you mentioned it in your, there's a really excellent show that you put out on your channel about how McKenna evolved his style. He just got and it, didn't he? Yeah. Figured it out. And, you know, we need to give credit to the backroom t- team as well. You know, Martin Pert, I'm sure, is massively unsung. Lee Grant doing great work as well. There's yeah. a lot of analytics stuff there as well. You know, the resources are there to make it sustained success rather than just getting up there and then keeping your head above water in the championship. And, and the point as we said, already- the owners won't want that either. The point I was sort of trying to make in that video was that it's great that McKenna's done the Mourinho learning tree. He almost needed the Liam Richardson, Paul Warren side of it as well. Sorry, go on, Dave. No, I was going to say, which all EFL would seem, were you picking um, players from each, you know, 11 players from separate clubs? Oh yeah, I did. I did separate clubs. You can, you can yeah. find that over, um, over yeah, on, on, on um, YouTube. Right sensational um we absolutely love it it's been 75 days of absolute sheer bliss um let's go around richard um we need to uh better plymouth's result i've got that right haven't i um they go to port vale we go to fleetwood can no that's not can because can is objectively possible will uh ipswich win league one on um Mm -hmm. sunday 
Um, I've been pretty consistent that second is ours. If it's second, I'm happy with where we are. I think I here you go, here's a random prediction. I think both both Plymouth and Ipswich will draw, will construct contrive a draw each next Sunday. But yeah, I it'd be great to to have the endorsement of a title. And also, where are Plymouth at Port Vale? I'm trying to think the distance to fly the trophy around as well. But yeah, look, <laughs> it'd be great to do it, but the job's Dave's done. His the job's done, you know. Oh, uh, before we come to you, Craig, quickly, Bits has just appeared in the hey. chat. Um, look, he's raised £4,400 and given wow. five bits of us. I don't think he's quite got oh, the, the idea here. Um, I, th- I thought for a minute he was giving us 4,400 quid. <laughs> <laughs> that's, no, that's David Bergine's um, super chat, Bill, not, not Bits. We must say thank you mate, to David. That's yeah, first bits. That is brilliant, mate. Uh, oh, Four and a half hair. grand for the, um, what's the motor neuron disease charity called? I can't remember. Derby Rimmer. Derby, Derby Rimmer. Rimmer. Yeah, yeah, amazing yeah, stuff. Yeah. Brilliant, um, mate. Bits, brilliant. Uh, brilliant. Craig, the title. Yeah, well, along with... 1,100 others and maybe a few extras just having a weekend in, in Blackpool. I'll be there uh, next week. Yeah, so yeah, why not? Sod it. Let's go for it. Yes, yeah. we, will, we will win to it. And we'll, all, and we'll all cram into one of those um, little fairy um, carriage things that the donkeys drag up and down the uh, <laughs> Golden <laughs> Mile with our flags out the, uh, out the window. Um, just while, oh. and while I, just before, I, before we'll go, um, Jason, who was at the pub just saying, he come from Gloucester. Give him a shout out. He was sat there all by himself. He couldn't get a ticket for the game, but he'd driven from Gloucester just to be in the town for when it happened. No so way. He was sat in the, yeah, he was Pretty sat in the oh, Greyhound beer garden with a few others as well, he was saying. There's about 12, 14 others all just sat in the in the pub uh, beer garden watching or, sorry, following the uh, game one means or another. So, yeah, shout out to him. Dave? Do you know what? I think so. <laughs> I, think it might, I think they're going to draw and I think we're going to win. And oh. I think we'll do it. There you go. Fantastic. Although Absolutely they might score a worldie or a 85th minute deflection. But They're going to hey, smash no. one in off the post in the 85th. Yeah, no. I, 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 think, I think we might. I think it might happen. I think it I might think happen. Morgan Whitaker is going to like reappear somehow from off the books of Swansea, like if it was wrestling or whatever, we'd do a run-in and score the winner off the post. Michael yeah, Cooper, will come, up, a... Cooper will come off the bench <laughs> and score a header, <laughs> exactly. Stephen Glass-like in the, uh, in the last oh, minute. If only that Walton oh, header had gone Jimmy in. Jimmy Glass. Presumably, Haladki came off the bench yesterday so he could get a medal next week. That's the story, isn't it? He came off the bench. I don't know, I don't know how it works. Yeah, so. I don't. Yeah, I know he came on about ten minutes to go, didn't he? Yeah, that was. He I, does, I yeah. meant to mention that earlier. Yeah, you need to. I forgot to shout outs. Wise, um, happy birthday, Seb. That's why Seb's not on the podcast. Oh yeah, Seb. Happy birthday. There you go. That's it. Beautiful, and it's Craig's birthday next week. Um, and Joe's. And Joe's. And Joe's it's, it's mine on August the 23rd as well. Yeah, when we be playing. God, we could be like away. That, that's oh. what I wanted to just quickly bring up. The championship lineup is looking absolutely tasty. Donking the way things are the way things are panning out at the bottom of the Premier. No disrespect to Bournemouth, but you know, it, 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 <laughs> we, we might like a Leicester and Southampton, a Forest Leeds, Everton, for God's sake. It could be absolutely brilliant. We've already got Plymouth. you you guys have already outlined. The playoffs, um, some real proper clubs in there as well. Could be absolutely brilliant in the championship next season. Just quickly, yeah. Ben, as well. Um, set, my birthday is September the 6th, by the way, which okay. is usually an international weekend, but it hasn't oh. been for the last few years. Now it will be. <laughs> and we won't, we're not in the FA Cup first round. Bye-bye, FA Cup first round. Bye-bye, Pizza, Pizza Cup. Cup. We'll not miss that. We'll not miss that. Oh, amazing. I don't really know how to conclude it, but... 
We spend a lot We've of time. Got super <laughs> we spend a lot of time when we're football fans you know, moaning, moaning and groaning. And it has been a bit crap, one promotion in 30 years. So drink it in, everybody, particularly these last 75 days. Absolutely incredible. We may not get times like these um, again. I, I don't know. It's, I don't I know. Don't, can't end on that. I don't know, but this good where, yeah. you know, you've stormed right the way Absolute through. Absolute stat leaders, yeah. Yeah. Um, Steve, oh, Chef, Steve. Uh, thank you. Nine ninety nine on the um, Super Chat. We love it. Um, right, last word from you, Richard. Uh, just thank you. Like this week has been immense on the pod. Like unprecedented, obviously talking about a promotions unprecedented here as well, but the numbers, thank you everyone listening. Thank you everyone watching. Um, obviously there's another week of the season, so please stick with us. Usual shows next week as well. Um, but thank you everyone for all the interaction, all the chat, all the people coming up and taking the piss out of us at the Greyhound. It's been immense. So um, thank you everyone. Enjoy your day off tomorrow on Monday as well. Someone's just mentioned here. A certain fixture that will be back on the calendar next season. Craig, last word from you. Um, yes, similar to what you said, Ben. You know, just drink it in, enjoy it, enjoy, enjoy the time now. But you know, don't dwell too much on what's happened in the past. But just have a little look back and just think, Christ, we were. You can look back, but don't stare. Just take that. Yeah, that's why I didn't. <laughs> Popmaster over here. Yeah, I don't want any of that. Oh, not in that. Don't want any of that. Nah, zero, zero. My free intent for that. <laughs> um, yeah, so you know, just enjoy everyone. You know, enjoy the summer. Enjoy where we're at at the moment. You know, things things are finally looking up. You will never find a better promotion than this. Fact. No, that's I've butchered the quote. Keep going. Uh, David, last word from you, my friend. Yeah, do you know what? Ditto. Um, Ditto, uh, Rich and Craig, and um, really looking forward to the open bus um, procession with the trophy the week after next, probably. <laughs> probably Tuesday week, maybe? Wednesday, no, probably Wednesday. Thank you, everybody. This has been the most enjoyable episode of the Blue Monday podcast <laughs> ever, I think. We've got... The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping. But in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurant. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.